Day 8 of Totus Tuus' Novena to Blessed John Paul II. Beloved John Paul II, in his homily at your beatification, your dear friend and fellow bishop, Pope Benedict XVI, said, Today's second reading also speaks to us of faith. St. Peter himself, filled with spiritual enthusiasm, points out to the newly baptized the reason for their hope and their joy. I like to think how in this passage, at the beginning of his first letter, Peter does not use language of exhortation. Instead, he states a fact. He writes, You rejoice. And he adds, You love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. All these verbs are in the indicative, because a new reality has come about in Christ's resurrection, a reality to which faith opens the door. This is the Lord's doing, says the psalm, and it is marvellous in our eyes, the eyes of faith. Dear brothers and sisters, Today our eyes behold, in the full spiritual light of the risen Christ, the beloved and revered figure of John Paul II. Today his name is added to the host of those whom he proclaimed saints and blesseds during the almost 27 years of his pontificate, thereby forcefully emphasizing the universal vocation to the heights of the Christian life, to holiness, taught by the Conciliar Constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentium. All of us, as members of the people of God, bishops, priests, deacons, laity, men and women religious, are making our pilgrim way to the heavenly homeland where the Virgin Mary has preceded us, associated as she was in a unique and perfect way to the mystery of Christ and the Church. Carol Wojtyła took part in the Second Vatican Council, first as an auxiliary bishop and then as Archbishop of Krakow. He was fully aware that the Council's decision to devote the last chapter of its constitution on the Church to Mary meant that the Mother of the Redeemer is held up as an image and model of holiness for every Christian and for the entire Church. This was the theological vision which Blessed John Paul II discovered as a young man and subsequently maintained and deepened throughout his life. A vision which is expressed in the scriptural image of the crucified Christ with Mary, his mother, at his side. This icon from the Gospel of John was taken up in the Episcopal and later the Papal Coat of Arms of Karol Wojtyła, a golden cross with a letter M on the lower right 
and the motto, Totus Tuus, drawn from the well-known words of St. Louis-Marie Grignon de Montfort, in which Carol Wojtyla found a guiding light for his life. Totus Tuus Ego Sum, et Omnia Mea Tua Sunt, et Cipiote in Mea Omnia, Praebe Mihi Cortuum, Maria. I am totally yours, and all that I have is yours. I accept you for my all. O Mary, give me your heart. Blessed are you, beloved Pope John Paul II, because you believed. Continue, we implore you, to sustain from heaven the faith of God's people. Beloved, blessed John Paul II, we thank you for all that you gave us and for all that we continue to receive through your intercession. We thank you for being a witness to the mercy of our Heavenly Father, for being a true friend and disciple of Jesus, who fully reveals man to man himself, and for being such an eloquent instrument of the Holy Spirit, having entrusted everything to Mary, the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Totus Tuus. With you we pray your act of entrustment to Mary. O oh Mother, today we wish to entrust to you the future that awaits us, and we ask you to be with us on our way. We are the men and women of an extraordinary time, exhilarating yet full of contradictions. Humanity now has instruments of unprecedented power. We can turn this world into a garden or reduce it to a pile of rubble. We have devised the astounding capacity to intervene in the very wellsprings of life. Man can use this power for good within the bounds of the moral law, or he can succumb to the short-sighted pride of a science which accepts no limits, but tramples on the respect due to every human being. Today, as never before in the past, humanity stands at a crossroads. And once again, O Virgin Most Holy, salvation lies fully and uniquely in Jesus your Son. Therefore, O Mother, like the Apostle John, we wish to take you into our home, that we may learn from you to become like your son. Woman, 
Behold your son. Here we stand before you to entrust to your maternal care ourselves, the church, the entire world. Plead for us with your beloved son that he may give us in abundance the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth which is the fountain of life. Receive the Spirit for us and with us, as happened in the first community gathered round you in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. May the Spirit open our hearts to justice and love, and guide people and nations to mutual understanding, and a firm desire for peace. We entrust to you all people beginning with the weakest, the babies yet unborn, and those born into poverty and suffering, the young in search of meaning, the unemployed, and those suffering hunger and disease. We entrust to you all troubled families, the elderly with no one to help them, and all who are alone and without hope. O Mother, you know the sufferings and the hopes of the church and the world. Come to the aid of your children in the daily trials which life brings to each one. And grant that, thanks to the efforts of all, the darkness will not prevail over the light. To you, dawn of salvation, we commit our journey through the new millennium, so that with you as guide, all people may know Christ, the light of the world and its only Saviour, who reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit for ever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.